Hey, Gabe with Rick Sincere of Trackstar Sports. I'm spending some time with um, Sam Blackwell. He's going to tell us a little bit more. Um, he's going to talk to us about the WWE. He's our WWE um, correspondent. Phenomenal uh, wrestling knowledge. Um, and, and we're going to hop into it today. How you feeling, Doc? Man, I'm feeling good. How you doing? I'm doing well, man. Um, so... I mean, outside of hearing about, um, you know, definitely what's going on with uh, Bobby Heenan and losing um, Bobby Heenan over the weekend, um, man, it, I don't know. Um, I don't know. How do you, how do you feel about his, his, his legacy? Man, I feel like he, he is the greatest manager of all time. Like, there will never be another Bobby Heenan. He is, he's untouchable. There are so many greats over the years, but just he was the guy. He will always be that guy. He's the standard. So if if you could, if you could, can you put his like, can you define who Bobby Heenan is and, and, and uh, was and will always be remembered for? Like what, what's something he will always be remembered for? <clears throat> I mean, he's managed some of the greatest wrestlers of all time. He, his commentary with Gorilla Monsoon is that stuff is legendary. Like everything that they did, like he was good for just off the cuff remarks, and if somebody said something to him, he always had a comeback for it. He was always just ready. Anything he saw, anything that he was involved with, he was just he's right there. He was a loudmouth. He was a weasel, and we loved to hate him for it. But at the same time, we also recognize that he was the great, the greatest one of all time. We knew that. Man, I loved Bobby Heenan growing up, and and most of the stuff that I remember um, was was his work on the microphone always. And every time I would see him, I never felt so. You know, when when people watch wrestling nowadays, you see somebody on the mic, and you're kind of watching them do their thing, but you're like, man. It, they're going to get so much better at this. You know, they're going to be better at it. You know what I mean? You got to have a hope for their future. But when I watched Bobby, I was like, man, this dude is phenomenal. And, and I never even thought about him being on a mic because I was so entertained. I never thought about the technicalities of what he was doing. But nowadays I watch and I'm always looking at the technicalities of entertainment, which is a weird thing to look at when you're trying to be entertained. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. What you believed what he was saying. Yeah, you like, believed him. He told you his guy was the best. You believed it, and you believed he believed it, and and it was it, it was it was it was phenomenal. So and and I, absolutely, I think he's one of the um, one of the greatest of all times. But um, I, I am saying one of, and so you said the greatest of all time. Yeah, I think he's the greatest of all time. All right, so this leads me um, to this question, right? All right, so. In full respect of who Bobby Heenan um, was to the to the um, sport um, and to what he was to professional boxing, I'm, I'm about to say boxing, I mean wrestling, to what he was to professional wrestling. Um, I mean, I, I got Triple G Canelo on the brain, man. It was, <laughs> I, was, I was thinking, I'm, I don't even want to think about that right now. I know, right? Um, but, I mean, Bobby Heenan was phenomenal. I know he's on your Mount Rushmore of wrestling managers. Who else? atop that mountain with Bobby Heenan um, as, you know, the greatest wrestling managers ever. And remember, it's the Mount Rushmore, so there's only four, right? But who's, who's right. up there? 
Well, in addition to Bobby, I would definitely also say uh, Paul Heyman. Okay. And not just because of what he's, he's what he's doing with Brock is great, but when he was Paulie, he was with that giant cell phone. Like he, he's the only guy other than Bobby who I'd say was the greatest talker. So you think he's one of the greatest talkers? Do you think he's better than Dusty Rhodes? <laughs> yeah, I do. I actually do. Now, Dusty's <laughs> great. Dusty is great. Better than the Rock? He's a Pope Summer Sun. But Pope, yes, better than the Rock. Why better than the Rock? Because, like, the Rock has... that's a hard match for me. He had the catchphrases. But Paulie didn't need it. Paulie could talk you into doing just about anything. You know, the Rock can entertain you, but he's not going to convince you to that you're, you know, the greatest wrestler out there. Paulie could do that. Mm. He could he could convince you, you know, if you're, you know, maybe you're not sure about, you know, your match or whatever. You don't think that maybe you don't have what it takes to win the title. He will change your mind just by telling you, hey, you got this. You can pull this off. And you go out, and maybe you didn't win it, but you tried harder than you would have. I'm going to tell you this, man. Paul Heyman made me dive into the interesting facts of Roman Reigns. So do you remember when um, it was Roman getting ready to face Brock Lesnar? And Paul Heyman was cutting promos with Roman, but it was those you know dark room, you know what I mean, kind of dark room confessional type of things, right? Oh, yeah. And he's basically breaking down why Roman Reigns matters. He breaks down his family history. He brings in, you know, just like a bunch of interesting facts. And he made Roman Reigns seem like, oh, man, like maybe there's more to this guy than I'm thinking. You know what I mean? And, and that, was another, that was another good thing that Paul Heyman is good at. That's another one. Because The Rock is good at breaking you down. But Paul Heyman can break you down or he can build you up and tell everyone why you're worthy to fight whoever he's managing. Mm. And he can convince the crowd, hey, this guy is going to give you a good match, and here's why I think he's a worthy opponent. Rock will just tear you down until you feel like you don't even matter. Yeah, because that's the whole point of the Rock. (laughs) Exactly. He'll definitely tear you down. And I've seen him attempt to build people up. But it wasn't as convincing as his teardown. No. He tried to build Roman up after the rumble and got booed out of the building. So. Absolutely. 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 And so, but maybe that was more so like people just like not really buying into that, right? It was, but it worked for the argument, so I'm going to go with it. Absolutely. All right. <laughs> so now let's talk about um, who else is beyond Paul Heyman. So you mentioned um, Bobby Heenan. You mentioned Paul Heyman. Who's three and four for you? Number three would be Jim Cornette. Okay. Just because I feel like he... Cornette was... He was like Heyman's evil twin. Mm. Like, I would put them almost neck and neck for, like, their talent in being a manager. Just because he was... He was maybe not as good a talker, but he was close. 
Like he was another one who could get point across, get whoever he had to get over, he could do it. And he had a good, you know, little stable of people he managed too. He really did. Like he had everybody from, you know, Owen Hart and Yokozuna to who else? Mark Henry, the Vader. Mm. No, he had, you know, Buddy Landell. He had all of these guys. He had Midnight Express. He did the Rock and Roll Express. You know, he managed the fabulous ones. Like, he had all of these guys. So he, wow. he, he, yeah, yeah, he did have a great, yeah, yeah, he did. He did have a great staple of talent. He absolutely did. Who's in, who's in that fourth spot for you? I might actually have to go with Jim Hart. Okay. Because and you said that like you don't want to. No, it's just he's not like I fully believe he's one of the greatest. But not everybody probably would agree with that. Mm. But I think the way that he was the manager, like he was that that little like people used to call Bobby Heenan a weasel. Yep. Like there was that infamous little spat with Gene Okerlund where Gene said that he was trying to weasel his way out of a match. And he's like, did you call me a weasel? He's like, no, I didn't. He's like, yeah, you did. I heard you. And all that. Which is another great thing that Bobby Heenan was good at with arguing. But Absolutely. Jimmy, Hart, yeah. Jimmy Hart was a weasel. In the middle of the match, he'll, he'll hit somebody in the head with that giant megaphone. And then he'll act like nothing happened. <laughs> you know, if the match isn't going his way for his wrestler... He'll throw a fit and he'll whine about it to the ref. All the while, his guy is, you know, doing something he shouldn't be doing in the middle of the match. And he, and he had possibly an even more impressive table than the rest of them. Like, of all the guys that he did was with. Like, he was, like, he managed the Heart Foundation. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, he managed Hulk Hogan. You That's know, a big one. <laughs> superstar Billy Graham, Iron Sheik. People forget that. But they do. Why do they about forget all that? of that? I don't know. Did Hulk Hogan? I think people, like, people think Hulk went people, people remember Hogan. They remember Hulk, but they don't remember that little guy wearing the same colors running around screaming in the mm. voice that sounds like he's eleven. But they, they remember Hulk. They they remember all the guys that Jimmy Hart managed. They just, I guess, they tend to forget that he was the one managing them. Yeah. But at the same at the same time, there's so many good managers back in the day. Like I feel like a manager is almost a lost art, and that's why it's good that Paul Heyman's still out there in the middle of it. With problems that seeing now. With the wrestlers not having great mic presence, there needs to be more. There, there, we need more managers. I agree, and that, for that exact reason. Because I think if Roman had a manager, everybody would love Raymond. Or, or, I'm saying Raymond. Everybody would. Everybody would love Roman. <laughs> well, apparently everybody loves Raymond too. So <laughs> everybody would love Roman, and the reason they would love Roman is because I mean, yeah, he has the look, and he has. You know, I mean, he has the wrestling ability somewhat, right? 
And so he has the WWE wrestling ability. Got you, got you. And same with John. It's like with the John Cena thing. What the type of match, the type of wrestling style that WWE wants, those guys pull it off almost flawlessly. And that's why, and that's the reason they get over because they can pull off a style that Vince wants. That's why when you see all these guys getting pulled into NXT from all over the world, they're bringing in all their style. And the reason they put them in NXT is because it's because they want them to adapt and learn the WWE style of wrestling. Hmm. The reason they, I feel like the reason they didn't do that with AJ Styles was because that guy had wrestled everywhere. And basically, he he was so good he could adapt to anything just on the fly. Yeah, AJ Styles is phenomenal, man. Literally. AJ is phenomenal. Um, So, it leads me into this very next thing, right? You were just talking about John Cena and his fighting style, WWE style. uh, Roman Reigns' fighting style, WWE Mm -hmm. style. Um, They fight at no mercy, right? Um, Yes, sir. It'll be the match right before the main event. Um, what do you see? What do you, who do you think wins that match? Um, who do you think gets over in that? Like, who do you think actually wins the night? And I'll say that because there's a difference between winning the, winning the match and winning the night. And so, who do you think wins the night? Who do you think wins the crowd? And do you think um, Roman Reigns leaves that situation as maybe somebody the crowd likes a little bit more? It depends on what we see from him. Okay. If we if when when he started the whole when he started that feud with Braun Strowman, and he started, you know, nobody was really interested in him. People were pulling for Braun because he, they were because Braun was fighting Roman. Then Roman started getting more aggressive. He started kind of having a he started showing more signs of brutality. And it, it would, they, people started seeing a side of Roman that I guess that we'd never really seen. It was almost like he was a little ruthless. Mm. And it's like, okay, this is an aggressive Roman. This isn't just the kind of guy who's, you know, saying whatever is said to him from backstage, from the writer's room. Like, he's going out there and he's showing people why he's not to be messed with. So if he does that, like if if we if we see a bloody John Cena by the end mm. of the match, then it's possible he can win over some people in the crowd. Okay. But if but if we get the typical Roman, then whether or not Cena wins the match, he wins tonight. Mm. Okay. Okay. Because we dislike Cena for I say we. I'm I'm, I'm kind of okay with him at this point, but people dislike Cena less. Because he's not Roman. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Well, I think they dislike him because I mean, you're right. They dislike him because he's, he's you know he's company. But on top of being company, he's really great with the mic, and so that makes him you know understand his talent. Just dislike what you know what's going on, but still understand his talent and why he's there. When Roman yeah. is like, hey man, you need to work on the the mic talent. And I don't like what the company's doing because they're force feeding, you know, you to me. He's got the looks, and that's about it. Yeah, like he looks like 
somebody you don't want to meet in a dark alley. Yeah. But past that, it's like, eh, okay, whatever. <laughs> All right. So, John Cena, you think John Cena um, could win the night? Who do you think wins the match, though? That's a good question. I Honestly, I think Roman might win the match, maybe. Because if, they, if they're, if they, but, but they've given, like, Cena's been telling him, you know, hey, you're not ready, you're not ready. Mm. You know, maybe that's just more of an underdog factor. Because Cena spent the last 10 years being the underdog. If he if he didn't have the title, he was chasing it. And they yeah. put all kinds of odds against him. So if they're starting to do that with Roman, they could be saying all that, you're not ready stuff, to make him feel like more of an underdog. And then he could come out on top. Because at the end of the day, if you're in a match with Roman Reigns, your job is to make Roman look strong. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like Roman could win the match, but that's kind of a toss-up to me. That could go either way. Okay. But I, I, um, I think I think Roman will do it, but I'm not 100% on that. What's the play if they let Cena win? <sighs> That's a, that's a good question. If Cena wins, then that just shows that they don't they still don't have they don't have as much confidence in Roman yet. Okay. It's not it's not growing. And it'll just go back to him, you know, being a Cena being a mid card guy to kinda of help get other talent over. Okay. Like, like what he did with the U.S. title was great. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, I thought that was awesome. And that they could go back to doing something like that. If, but if if Roman wins, you know, I get it because Cena's he's leaving, you know, more and more to go off and do, you know, movies and TV shows and whatever else. So. I'm, I'm curious as to why they, they have this match at No Mercy. Like, this could be um, a bigger... It could be a, be a big match. It this could, could, be, this um, could have been a WrestleMania match. But I think they're putting a lot of cards on the table for this this particular um, pay-per-view. A lot more than than I I thought. I'm thinking Lesnar Strowman is a, a situation that's, um you know, big. You know? Oh, of course. And I, and I don't know why it's a no mercy situation. Or maybe no mercy the bigger pay per view in their eyes than than you know what I mean than it is to us. You know what I mean? Like or maybe, than it is so. To... But the 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 brand exclusive pay per views aren't usually that big. Right. But this one is like this one's huge. So I gotta get into um a, a couple more matches. Okay. Um, I gotta talk about your girl though. But we'll get to her in a second. Um, <laughs> Kill um, me, <laughs> Yo, um, let's get in. Speaking of smalls, let's get to the smallest guys. Um, Neville versus Enzo Amare. <laughs> Who do you have there? Neville versus Enzo Amare. Um, they've been treating Enzo like a like a, a punching bag. I mean, for like the last few um, last few weeks or so. Um, 
But Enzo Amari is one of those guys who gets on the mic and he can handle his business. So between Neville and Enzo Amari, because um, Neville just looks so big for you know for such a small guy. Neville um, bulked up. Yeah, he absolutely did. And if he gets suspended soon, I, I wouldn't be surprised. But anyway, um, so he, Neville, he got he got that beard and that mean streak, and yeah, he made people he, care. He did. About, he absolutely you know. did. So who do you think wins between Neville and Enzo Amari? Enzo. I mean, not Enzo, sorry. Neville. I think Neville wins. Really? I don't think Enzo's not ready for for the title. Okay. He's still, have, he's still trying to adapt to the whole cruiserweight, you know, atmosphere. How do you like oh, yeah. uh, individual talent? I don't think he's that great of a wrestler, honestly. Hmm. I think he, he's good on the mic. He pushes Great the fails, and I think that's why they decided to just to keep him around instead of just letting him go. You think so the plan was to let him go? If, if, if he wasn't, if he wasn't pushing as much merch as he does, I think I think at some point they would have. Why do you think they cut bait on a donkey Shrek um, situation <laughs> with him? And cash, right? <laughs> Why do you think they cut bait on that? Because I, I thought that was great, man. They had me want to watch every single week. Why did that have to go away? I don't... I mean... Why that went away, I don't know. I do know Enzo had a lot of heat on him backstage just for various different reasons. Mm. Like, that was the... It's funny. Oh, you got some inside stuff? What's going on? A little bit. <laughs> What's up? What's up? I mean, like, he would have, like, he'd bring, like, he'd have people, like, friends backstage, and, like, they'd be, like, taking pictures and causing disruptions and doing all this other stuff. Okay, okay. He, the problem was, he's the exact same guy off screen that he is on screen. You're lying. Uh, not. He can't no, be that no. guy in real life. He is. Because What's that his name? Corey Grace even on the there's a show on the network with Peter Rosenberg. Yeah. And he talks to Corey Graves and JBL. And Grace said the same thing. He's like, it gets annoying. Dude, and I could gets, not he gets old. be around that guy all day. Exactly. Or any day. Apparently neither can anyone else. Like, he's gotten kicked off the buses a few times. He's got all this stuff, and that was the reason. Like, instead of getting fired, his punishment was being in that shark cage. Because <laughs> no, 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 I'm, I'm yo, sit up. Because he's like, he has a huge fear of heights. Are you? <laughs> I, w- I wish I was making that up. You're not making this up. I'm not making this up. Wow. I, believe me, look, I consider myself somewhat creative. I couldn't yeah. come up with that. Yeah, that I is could not, not come up cool, with that one, bro. <laughs> but like that one. So, it's, so basically, they gave him a second chance to, to keep his job by doing that. Wow. Man, Enzo, um, Enzo the character on, on the show, I love that guy. Enzo that character on the show in my real yeah. life, dude, I would lose it. 
Yeah, I, he is not somebody I would probably be cool with. Oh, but on the show, wow. he's great. On the show, he's fine. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, okay. Um, man. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't, I don't know what that is. Maybe he's how old is Enzo? Do you think he's um what mid twenties? Uh no, he's gotta be. He's gotta be in his early thirties at least. All right, so you think maybe there's still some maturation that has to happen, or um, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm not sure. Um, I'm, or maybe you know, maybe I think I would hate it. Maybe I, maybe he's absolutely charming. You you, you don't know. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I've never met the guy. I don't know. Um, okay, so you think Neville in that case? You think Neville? Um, so it, this is for the championship, right? Cruiserweight. Yeah. yeah. Because so he had a um, because well Neville's still a cruiserweight champion, which he should be. But but last, uh, a couple weeks ago on two hundred five there was a fatal five way elimination okay. with uh, Cedric Alexander, Enzo, Brian Kendrick, uh, Graham. I oh, forget his last forget his last name. Somebody and Tony Neese. And Cedric Alexander did pretty much all of the work. And then Enzo came up from behind right at the end and pinned him. He rolled him mm. up and kind of stole the victory. So he's going to be a weasel type of um, oh, yeah, I mean, type of draw. Like that's going to be kind of how he's always been. A little bit. Okay. He, he just seems like that kind of guy. Okay. Who's going to, you know, maybe sneak his way out of something or talk his way into it. And, he can so convince a little bit, you to do a lot of stuff. A little bit in a, in a, at a Guerrero type of situation without as much ring talent? I could, yeah, something like that. I could, I'll give okay. you that. Okay. Like that All kind right. of thing, like hit somebody with a chair and then lay there yep. like you got hit. Yep. Ah, Miss Eddie. Okay. <laughs> Me too, man. Me too. Um, All right, so next, Finn Balor versus Wyatt. Um <sighs> I, I, I don't know, man. Um, Balor had the world at some point. You know what I mean? He had the world, and he, he was destined for um, consistent main event status. And and Wyatt, same way. Wyatt was, you know, in my world. You know what I mean? I thought he was destined for a uh, main event status. Oh, um, I thought so, too. Yeah, he but here still could be. Okay, okay. But he needs a solid, you know, if he's going to get a title... He's gonna get the world title or something. He needs to keep it for a while. Yeah, he needs a solid, a good solid run. That's what you're saying, right? Yeah. So here we are, Finn Balor versus Wyatt. Who wins and why? I think. I think Balor wins it. Really? Just because I feel like. If they were going to, they still could push Wyatt, but I feel like if they were really going to, they would have done it. I think so, too. Which is sad for me to hear, or sad for me to say. And Balor still has, he's like, Wyatt, he's kind of, he's in the middle with the crowd. Really? Finn Balor, Finn Balor, everybody still loves him. What changed with Wyatt, man? People, same thing with Dolph Ziggler. Everybody just got tired of waiting. 
Uh, it's, not, it's nothing against him. It's just like we keep we keep waiting for him to. Like I'm worried. Like if Cesaro and Sheamus, you know, if that team ends, I'm worried that might happen with Cesaro if he doesn't keep that. If he doesn't keep that streak of popularity going, it could be the same way. It's like we, and that's kind of what happened too. Wow. Like people were tired of waiting for Cesaro to get some type of push. And then he got hurt and went away for a while. Then when he came back, you know, people started caring again. Like when you, when he came out with the Cesaro section, like everybody loved that because it was organic. Mm. It wasn't that wasn't really company generated. And anytime anytime something happens like that, if it if it doesn't start from the back. If it just starts, like, Zack Ryder, that started from his little web show because he wasn't getting really any camera time, like, on TV. So he had to do something to keep his name out there, and that's what he did. And it worked. People started loving him for it. But because it wasn't the company-generated, you know, promotion and the fan base and everything, they didn't let it get too far because they didn't grow it. They didn't start it. And they like to micromanage every little thing that goes on. So that means that, what, they weren't going to be able to profit off it as much? They just weren't able to take credit for it. And Vince doesn't like something that gets big like that that he can't take credit for mm. yo um, speaking of rising talent you just mentioned the Cesaro section Cesaro and Sheamus are going up against Seth and Dean yeah they are that could be match of the night are you serious other not counting Braun and Brock Cause that's what that's what everyone that's the one everyone's waiting for. But excluding that one, this tag match it could be match of the night. Because what would make all, this match of the night? Just the chemistry between the two teams. Wow. Like that's a program that it's one I look forward to every week. So you look forward to watching their promos. The promos, any kind of match, yeah, I do. Just because I know that those two teams together are just it's like when it's like with the Hardys and Edge and Christian. You know, the team by itself yep. was good. Like both teams by, on their own were okay, they were fine. But you put those two teams together and you couldn't look away. And I feel like this program has the potential to be the same way. Really? So, I guess I have to ask. When? I got. I, I think I got um, Ambrose and Rollins. I think so too. Because they're, I don't feel like they're going to take the titles off of that quick. I mean, not not at a little. With with they could, but with those two guys as champions. I don't, I don't see them losing the title at a brand-exclusive pay-per-view. 
you know, I would save that for like a bigger name, like a Survivor Series or something. I don't see it happening. So it looks, Mercy. They just call themselves Seth Rollins and Damn. I mean, they're they're just, they're 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 shield light. That's all they are. Okay. 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 And I they don't they don't really need a name for them. Okay. So you're you're fine without need any type of allegiance name. We don't have to name every team. <laughs> and and so, some some teams some teams we some teams they don't name and yet people still give them a name. Like, like, well I was gonna say Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. Like we know that's the bullet club, but they're not gonna call them that. Like that's like that's the bullet club. Like that's I mean they call them yeah. the club at one point, probably just because they couldn't use the term bullet club. But, yeah. Or because they didn't want to because they didn't come up with it. But, you know, no, I, I still think Rollins and Ambrose got it. They're not going to lose it on this kind of pay-per-view. Okay. But here we go again, though, basically saying that, man, No Mercy is not a pay-per-view like that where we're going to see titles, you know, change hands and things of that, that nature. Are we – this is what I'm asking. Are we the general public – kind of, you know, putting No Mercy in a box that maybe WWE is trying to break out of? It's possible. What I think it is, is I think people are putting it in a box, and with this kind of card, it has the potential to break out on its own. Okay. Like, they're stacking this card. They are. To make it, to make it and then you gotta also look, you know, what's the what's the Sunday who, who's playing Sunday night football next week? Hmm. Because you know that they've looked at that schedule. Yeah. You know WWE's looked at that. And if they're and if it's a big game, I should know, but if it, if it's a big game, no, they're gonna I do everything they can to get more eyes. They're gonna do what they can to get more eyes on the pay per view. They need more viewers. And sure, people can be watching both of them, but as long as WWE doesn't care what else people are watching, as long as those subscription numbers are climbing and people are tuning into the pay-per-view. Man, you watch WWE Network on your phone while you watch the game on television. Like, that's that's generally how I do it. Um, I was actually at a party one time. We're going to do both. I was was a guy... Guy's house with some friends. We were watching. We had the game on the big TV. He he rolled in the TV from like I think like the guest bedroom or something, and we watched the pay per view on that. Mm. So we, we had we had both so screens at one time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's I forget what the game was. I forget it, what the game was, but it was. I want to say it was in the man cave. That's how life is over here. Oh yeah, you gotta do it like that. You can't just have one. I have a projector, so it's like projector television, right? But oh, nice. it's really cool when it's all three. It's projector, television, phone, and you're you're going in completely, you know. Um, but yeah, that that, that seems like the life right there. So you oh. have Seth and Dean winning this one, no problem. 
Okay. I want, I'm on, I'm on, so, I can watch both of them. It's fine. <laughs> so, you know, talking about having the life, talking about everything being great, it sounds very blissful. And I swear right there. <laughs> well played. Well played. So, you got Bliss versus Banks versus Nia Jax versus Emma. Four way, man, for the title. Yes, sir. I mean, I think I know who you hope wins, but how does this really realistically play out? And it's just Nia Jax time, finally. Yeah. I I got Alexa winning because remember she just got the title back not too long okay. ago and unless they're just trying to you know hike up title you know championship reigns you know just the numbers hey I'm a X number of time champion you yeah, know unless yeah. they're trying to do that it's just another one of those I don't like see it happening in the pay-per-view. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And I'm talking about the daughter. <laughs> I know. I am I, I am with you. Because back in Rick's days, title yeah. numbers meant something. Absolutely. But, yeah. I, now I, I'm going to be able to say it. Like, I think they're going to save the Nair win for a big pay-per-view. Wow. Okay. So we're looking but that at could, that so could also depend on what happens tonight because Alexa's got a okay. match with Nia on Raw. So that could go either yeah, way. Yeah. I'm thinking Nia wins that match. Just to add some intrigue. Whoever, whoever wins the Raw match will not win Sunday. Yep. Yep. So I think Nia wins tonight. Alexa wins Sunday. Yeah, I don't think Alexa. Emma's just in there to make it four people. I know. They're not gonna get. They're not gonna give Sasha a pay per view title win. They never do, or they rarely do. It's always it's always on a, on a Raw. With this hold back with Sasha as the champion. Okay, so initially that it was all about Sasha and Flair going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, right? Um, yeah. And since Sasha's been on, you know, on the network by herself, right? Like, yeah. she hasn't had a long extended reign as champion. What is that about? I can't speak for why they're doing it, but if it was me, I would say, like, I would probably keep her reign minimum just because she's injury prone. Okay. She's gotten hurt way too way too quick for the amount of time she's been up on the main roster. Like, too many times. Oh, uh, okay. But, you know, she who knows? suffers through a lot of injuries, which means her availability is, is not always there. Exactly. You know, they, okay. all, they need a champion uh, who, not only over with the crowd, but is dependable for... You know, working matches, working house shows, working pay-per-views, working in whatever else. You know, if you keep getting... Oh, wow. Okay. If Rollins gets hurt, he gets hurt again. You know, who knows what's going to happen to him? I mean, you're right. That's probably why they're sticking it with Dean. So he can he can have to wrestle less. 
You know what I mean? Like, it's not yeah. him having to carry a big, long matchup. It's, it's him and another person being able to carry a long matchup. And so, maybe they're protecting him. They probably, that's, that's a good point. They probably are. But, you know, I, yeah, but I think Alexa has this match. Wow. And I'm not just saying that because okay. I, like, I'm saying it from a professional standpoint. Yeah, I don't know, bro. But um, but I'll go with it. <laughs> yeah, Nia will. I, I tell you this. I bet. I bet Nia Jax will be champion by the end of this year. Okay. Because I mean, they they keep they keep pumping her up, but she keeps getting knocked down. Um, but I mean. Bliss World is like really is it, phenomenal, man. Everybody loves Alexa. I don't see any big issue with it with her being champion right now. So, all right. So you see Bliss maintaining championship. So according to you right now, everybody who's champion will leave the night as champion. Do you think that remains the way this goes for Lesnar versus Strowman? Oh, um, you know, I, I think it, I actually, that, that's, that, that might be the hardest one to answer. Mm. Actually, you know what? I think, I think Braun Strowman might do it. Are you serious? He might. Who who else is believable enough to take Brock out? So you didn't believe the Goldberg situation? Not at his age. <laughs> okay. The young Goldberg. Yeah. You know, not, back not back like back back when they the first time they were both in the same company. You know, maybe. Yeah. But like, okay. there's the whole backstory with that was really mad, man. They, well, what it was was he came back because it's, the last time he was in WWE, he didn't have a kid, mm. and so he wanted to come back and you know let his son see what he used to do and everything. Yeah, and, yeah. And, he did and it was that great. Well. It was good nostalgia for everybody who yeah. watched him growing up. Like like I grew up watching Goldberg dominate. Yeah, and so to see that was awesome. But no, Braun is oh, he he's believable. Like if you told me did you watch Raw last week? No. I didn't catch it, but I did catch the the way from it. Cause a lot of people was like, yo, man, Strowman is handling Lesnar. And I was and I and I definitely want to tune in because I mean that that's unbelievable to me. <laughs> handle Lesnar like weave a lot of something that he's doing to you yeah hit him with a chair okay right um kick him and run away absolutely but manhandle him <laughs> what I, so I, I you caught you I caught the ball with that I no I caught the, the wave like people just talked about it I didn't, oh, I didn't actually okay. see it but it was so oh, such a big Brock, deal Brock kept talking about he got a Brock got a big suplex on him oh he went uh, Brock suplexed Braun Strowman. Yeah. He, and he suplexed him. Strowman hit his head on the mat. 
rolled rolled up and stood up like nothing happened. Wow. It's like when it's like when it's like when Hulk ran wild. Like you can knock him down, you can hit him, doesn't do anything. But you can't hurt him. Like when when he's hulking up, nothing you do will will affect him. That's what happened here. Hit him with a beautiful suplex. He stood up like nothing happened. It was pretty awesome. Dude, what? <laughs> well, I, I I don't know what to say, what to feel. Um, I mean, I know I know what this is. But these are two really big dudes, and I know when you know big dudes engage, it hurts either way. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. So it's 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 absolutely believable. My question is, how, where did they go with this? Because if Lesnar beat Strowman, did that kill the Strowman um, train? No, is, is I don't think a, it does. Straight up, like, what, what happens then? Because if, if Strowman loses, it also depends on how he loses. Like, he could lose by disqualification because. You remember he, back yeah, to that table he went overboard. Okay. He could go overboard with his aggression and get disqualified. Got it. Okay. So he could he could lose a few different ways without it takes me back to WrestleMania when Seth Rollins cashed in during the match. Yeah. yeah. Technically, okay. yes, Brock lost the match and lost the title, but he didn't get pinned. So he didn't. Nothing happened. Nothing really affected him. Like he didn't lose any momentum from it. Got it. Okay. He, like he could still get out of the match looking strong. So if if Braun Strowman does that, you know, if he just doesn't quit, doesn't let up, and gets disqualified for it, he loses the match. Brock keeps the title, but he adds to that layer of don't mess with him. He just adds to that aggression, like you just woke up a bear during the middle of hibernation, and he's going to kill everybody. Mm, okay. Like you add to that. So if he loses by disqualification because he goes overboard, then Lesnar keeps the title, but Strowman keeps the momentum. Correct. Now let's say Strowman, like let's say Lesnar is just. He, he, he gets to the phone. He's fed up, right? And he just goes ham, right? He just goes remarkably, incredibly overboard. He gets disqualified. And he loses because he goes overboard, right? Yeah. Um, and and we see Strowman weakened. Let's just say weakened. Okay. By, you know, whatever happens with Lesnar. What happens to Strowman if that's the case? I, I think he... Even a weakened Strowman can take out the majority of the roster by himself. Okay. You just take him down to a like big show. We've seen him weaken. We've Got seen it. him get beat on by other guys. But we also know that he can still take out everybody. Okay. 
So a weakened Strowman just puts him on the same level as everybody else. And it catapults Lesnar back to his, his original stats. Because he took out Braun Strowman, the one guy who everybody thought could not be hurt. Okay. Now, let's say Bra- let's say Strowman goes in and pins Lesnar straight up. Pins him, one, two, three. Lesnar loses. Strowman wins. And he's now your champion. Yeah. How does that look? What happens and what does that do for Lesnar? How does he recover from it? Or does Lesnar fall back, you know, start preparing for some UFC stuff? Like, what happens? If, if Strowman wins the title, if he gets the championship at no mercy, I'm saying... Brock's out. He's going back. He's going back to the cage. And Strowman. Wow. I think Strowman would keep the title. I'd say you're looking at possibly finding the number one contender at the Royal Rumble. Really? I think he would. He. I mean, Strowman would probably have some title matches in between because he's a he's a full time guy as opposed to Lesnar who only had to work a select number of dates. But yeah, if, if, if they're ready to put the title on him, they're ready to make him look like a monster. Dude, there's a, there's a point where he's ready. What, what makes him him ready without a manager? Like, like, what, what's doing that? I know because he's a, like guy, a guy like that, a guy like that doesn't need to say a whole lot. With okay. Brock. He's, with Brock, Brock doesn't have a he doesn't really have a filter, so it's more worry about him saying the wrong thing. Uh. every time he gets on the mic, every time, every time he gets on the mic, something gets bleeped out. Every time, you don't Got have it. to worry about that with with Braun Strowman because he he knows that he's you know Brock. He's there, he's there so he doesn't get fined. He's there because they're paying him. He knows he can still say whatever he wants and get away with it. Braun Strowman doesn't have that luxury. And just, you know, outside the ring, he doesn't seem like that kind of guy anyway. He's just a big old country boy. Mm. But he doesn't okay. need to say, he doesn't need to say a whole lot. It's like, it's like back in WCW when Sting was the crow and if he said something, it was only a few words. All yeah. he had to do was just look at you, point the bat. You knew what he wanted. Like he didn't talk for over a year, and everybody already knew that he was coming after Hogan. He didn't say yeah. a word for over a year, but everybody knew that's what he that's what he wanted. Braun is the same way. He doesn't have to talk. You know why he's there, and he'll he'll fight whoever wants to fight him. He doesn't care. He knows he can take him out. If they want to give him a manager, they can. But they don't have to. I'm sure if they keep, if they give him a, a big, you know, title reign, if they give make it a last a while, eventually they'll have to give him a manager. But you remember Goldberg went on that on that rampage in WCW. He didn't have a manager. No manager. Absolutely. He didn't talk. He, he didn't have to talk. We knew why he was there. 
We knew he was going to destroy whoever was in front of him. And that's all it was. That's all people wanted to, that's all they cared about seeing. They didn't care if it was a two-minute match. They saw Goldberg take somebody out. And people went home happy. Complete destruction. Yeah, because yeah. that's what I wanted every week. Uh-huh. And that's what we got. Wow, okay. So we, and I mean, when I saw Strowman come on the scene, and I saw how like big and destructive he was, he was a part of the staple, but I knew it was only a matter of time before he broke out. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. He just seemed, he just seemed too big for me. And, and it wasn't because he said anything. It was just, he was just too large and big, like some type of person you just never want to meet up with. You never want to make that dude angry. And it seems like that's the type of situation, you know what I mean? Like, like when he gets in a situation where he's angered and motivated, whatever's in front of him can get destroyed. And yeah. if they want to keep playing that up, then he beats Lesnar. Or he gets disqualified. Because he yeah. beats him up too bad. And then after that, you're right. I actually, I absolutely see Lesnar kind of kind of making a, you know, Lesnar will probably go away for a while. And, and I see Strowman not actually losing a title possibly until, I don't want to say that. I, I wanted to say something, but I, I don't want to say it because I think it's too far away and, and too you know, it's too much. But I wanted to say WrestleMania. That's what I think. But anyway, man, yo, that would be great, dude. That would be great. But I don't know. I don't know if I see that happening yet. Okay. I'd say I give give him at least one run before he gets to WrestleMania. See how he does with wow, that. Wow. Okay. And okay. if he if he does well, if he starts. You know, selling, if that gets him to start selling more tickets, more merch, whatever, then that'll push them to say, okay, we got money with this guy. Let's put him on, you know, some, some more pay-per-views. He will headline WrestleMania at some point. If he doesn't get injured, he will. But I don't, I don't see it being this one. Okay. I, mean, I would love it. Yo, that, I just don't see it happening. <laughs> yo, it, it, it's been a power-packed one. We've talked about it a lot today, um, and, and like I said, I, I think I think we're on the right track, yo. I think I think frequency is, is great as well. So um, I'm I'm looking forward to more of this. I'm looking forward to to kind of seeing what unfolds from this pay per view. And then uh, once that happens, I want to talk about it. I want to you know see which, how you respond to it and. And what do you think it is? And if your girl Alexa loses, man, I want to see how that feels. <laughs> oh. I want to know how you deal with that. With, I, I, if, if she loses, I, I deal with that with a box of tissues and some Drake. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright man. Yo, um, you know, thank you so much for the people who are listening. Um, um to the Track Star Sports Podcast. Yo, you are you're listening to the Track Star Sports WWE correspondent Sam Blackwell. Um, I mean he is, you know, he's super knowledgeable about the sport. Um he, he's he's great, man. He's been doing this for a really long time. 
um, I mean, just kind of watching and, and taking it all in. And, and now we are blessed, you know, with somebody who can just feel it, right? Because he knows so much about the sport and, and he's so fully engaged. And, um, and, and, you know, we just, we love talking to you, man. Um, so, guys, when you, um, when, when people get, a, I'm telling everybody, so when they get a chance to hear Sam Blackwell, I mean, that's an absolute, you know, blessing. When you get a chance to hear Damo, that's a blessing as well. Damo has been handling business, yo. I mean, yeah, consistently, yeah. he's been handling business. Um, he's covering everything that's, that's popping up. Um, and so definitely check him out on Anchor. And, and you can check out Sam Blackwell as well. If you really want to see him do his thing, you got to check out his videos on Debate Fuel. So in the Debate Fuel um, um, fan page, right? I, it's not the fan page. Yeah, the, the group. It's not the fan page, but the group, right? Um, so in the Debate Fuel group on Facebook. That Facebook group is popping, yo. So get in there. You can see Sam Blackwell do his thing on the video and really kind of lay out um, all his predictions and stuff like that. Um, and so, I mean, we're just looking forward to more content from you. Thank you so much, bro. I truly appreciate the talk. Man, thank you. Appreciate it. Can't wait for the next one. Absolutely. All right. Talk to you later. All right.